On today's episode, I interviewed uh, my good buddy, Vlad Ozernik. We've been friends literally since uh, since like elementary school, since we were in like third or fourth grade. And it was a great conversation. We caught up, uh, talked about authenticity, um, creating for yourself, not listening to what other people are saying, um, and just really how to tune out the noise that society creates. But then also um, really dig into um, if this was your last day on earth, what would you do with that time? And we talked about death a little bit on um, uh, just going over other like interviews and we reviewed a bunch of books we're reading. So overall, we talked about a ton of valuable stuff. So hopefully you enjoy the episode and uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I have no idea what we're gonna talk about. Uh, we're just gonna have a cool conversation. I haven't, I haven't watched that Saving Capitalism show yet. Uh, I wish I did, because then we could talk about that. Uh, but is there anything that you want to cover? You love talking about. Is there like one or two topics that you're like, yo, I could fucking riff off of this. Let's go. I know we talked about um, like creating on the spot the other day, as far as like walking around the streets. Um, any anything that stands out to you? Um, we can talk about a couple things. I'm just trying to think. One thing that like I was thinking about when I got off the phone with you was when when I when I first talked to you about we should do a podcast, um, like two years ago, three years ago, and I'm like, we got to talk about authenticity. I don't know much more about like authenticity probably than I do now, or than I, I don't know much more about authenticity than what I knew back then. So I don't really know if we could talk about that but dude let's go you do that. I, I vividly remember the conversation we had in my car i think i was still driving the vw jetta uh which i it is it was probably three or four years ago and still still in high school like later wow. part of high school uh, we were talking about you katie was in the car too right you katie you asked yeah, like hey what prom. is yeah yeah it, it was prom yeah prom, prom of is that prom. senior year prom 2018. So senior year prom of 2018, you asked us, what does authenticity mean? Yeah. Vlado, what does authenticity mean to you? Uh, Authenticity means just kind of being true to yourself. And then somebody could ask, well, okay, what does being true to yourself mean? But it just kind of means like doing you, you know, making decisions that you feel are right based on your morals, you know, that you grew up with. I, I think I remember the reason asking that question, what does authenticity mean? It was just because I remember back in the time, like just thinking about seeing, you know, we were really big into sneakers back then. Um, and I was just thinking about big companies like Adidas or Nike um, in their marketing and ad campaigns. They're always trying to sell this authentic look that Adidas and Nike, uh, they're, they're a part of the, the culture. And uh, whatever it is in their commercials, but it, they look just very authentic. But then I'm like, okay, are they, they're just trying to sell authenticity, right? Because at the end of the day, that's their company, their business, they need to sell product and they need to market it in a way that's going to allow them to sell the most product. And that's by trying to tap into this authenticity. So that was, that's, I think that's why I asked the question in the first place. I remember was just like, what does it really mean? You know, because you see these big companies try to be authentic with their audience, but are they really being authentic? Cause you know, at the end of the day, they've, they've got to make their dollar. Uh, 
So where, where is that, where is that line, you know, between being authentic, truly authentic and maybe just faking authenticity? You know what I mean? But then it's like, if you're faking authenticity, are you really being authentic? You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's almost like a perceived, a perceived reality, perceived authenticity almost is what these, these brands are trying to sell us. And I think a lot of people are trying to fit themselves into that box of, Oh, if Adidas says, Oh, this is the new authentic look. And every, everyone has these, has these new, new Yeezys, new Jordans, whatever it is. um, That's, that that's how you how you fit into society but then if you really think back like nike and adidas were built to essentially like combat not combat society but like push against the grain and like it those two companies were definitely like the the outsiders at one point when they're when they were first starting um but it's like I don't know. It's it's super. I, I think Apple is a is a really good example too. It's it's a it's very similar similar way where um, now now I I don't know if it directly fits into the authenticity conversation. But right now, as far as like status quo and everything, if you don't ha- if you don't have an iPhone, if you don't have Apple, like you're left out or like that's how it's perceived. So that's that's why I got into like perceived reality, or perceived authenticity, or perceived. Um, I guess it's like group dynamic, but at the very start, Apple was created to push against Microsoft and push against like corporate and, and the business yeah, world, yeah. like giving the power of creatives to the individual. Um, so that's, it's just a super, super interesting point. Like where, where are those lines of, of authenticity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, and another point with the authenticity too is back to initially when I was saying like authenticity means, um, I forgot what I just say. It was like following, following yourself or like um, be, being true to yourself. But then you also try to think about um, like to what extent is that influenced by um, people around you, if, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you want to be authentic. That's being true to yourself. But whether you're aware of it a lot, a lot of the decisions you make, a lot of um, what you do um, is is based on who you interact with on a daily basis. So in a way, like you being true to yourself is not really being true to yourself. It's it's just based off of what you see and who you interact with. So it's almost like these people that you're around or whatever media that you're consuming, that's what's shaping you and what's ultimately leading to making, to, to you making your decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, again, like, it, it, it's, a, it's a common saying, but like you, you are the, the sum of the five closest people to you, but that's the same exact thing with media consumption, what you focus on and what, what information you're taking into your, into your mind, into your body, because ideas in equals ideas out. Because if your if your ideas are if you consume negative shit if you consume like every single false clickbait headline on there mm-hmm. uh, or or that's all your your friends talk about or the people closest to you you're gonna gonna fall into that same exact trap which again going back to authenticity is that really you or is that just the people that you're surrounding yourself with and yeah. that that creates a whole nother conversation of like auditing your surroundings, auditing what you're consuming and who you're surrounded with. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the, 
that's the conversation I'm more interested in because just like think back to like even like high school and like different friend groups and just like ev- everyone in life meets meets people along their way and I'm again you you know but I'm reading this book by uh, Jay Shetty um think like a monk and he was in one chapter he talks about relationships um and he was saying how in in life there's like one time friends there's seasonal friends there's yearly friends and there's lifetime friends mm-hmm. so that really got me thinking and i actually use you as an example uh vlada one of the uh one of the points is like or uh, one of like the exercises was like hey think about like three or four completely different people uh in your life um and it was a two-part exercise so one of them was like are they a long-term friend, like a lifetime friend? Are they a, are they a seasonal friend? Are they a one-time friend? And none of those are right or wrong. It's just how it is. And that's just the dichotomy of relationships we have. So I definitely classified you as a lifetime friend. And I think that's, that's going to, going to stay true. So appreciate you, man. Um, But then there's also, then there's also one, uh, one section I'm going to try to remember it, but um, it was about, what that friend uh like gives to you or what what relationships around you like gives to you and there is um i'm gonna write it down because that's how my brain works there is nope i'm just gonna look at the book because it's right here Mm -hmm. so there's a four part oh it's about trust so so there's four types of trust there's competent competent competence care character and consistency so competence is the person has the right skills to solve your issue they're an expert or authority in their area there's care they care about your well-being and what's best for you and not your success there's character people with a strong moral compass and uh and values and then there's consistency the uh, reliable present and available when you need them person so that was also the second half of the activity so identify like the relationship as far as like uh like length of that relationship and then identify what type of like trust they bring to the table and like how how trust gets involved with relationships so you i i definitely characterized you as character so people with a strong moral compass and uh and values so i think that would that would fit you pretty well because repeat that again i'm sorry sam character Making me Sorry. open that book again. <laughs> I'm making you. I apologize. No, so character. People character. with a strong moral compass yeah. and values. Okay. So strong values and a strong moral compass. So you just know your shit, Vlado. Um, you're just a good human being. That's how I classify you. Um, I, I, I am very appreciative of that because I don't think I know my shit, but <laughs> I try. So. <laughs> but but the the thing is like. I'm not, I'm not saying like you're the crazy expert at any field. It's, I'm not going okay, to which, you for which, crazy, yeah. crazy business advice. I hope you don't come to me with almost any advice because I'm not an expert in anything either. But you have really good values and you have a really good, um, good just sense and moral, moral compass. And mm-hmm. that's the thing where it's like, okay, you're, you're just super intuitive. You, you just know right from wrong almost. And that was like the first time I was really just like thinking about that. I'm like, damn, like, relationships are so much deeper than we think on the surface yeah. level. And it's, it's yeah. cool. And it's fun diving into that. So yeah. I just wanted to share that with you. That's what, uh, that's what I was reading about this morning. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, man. You want to keep talking about yeah. authenticity? Huh? Keep going. What's, what's on your mind? The world is crazy. There's a lot of 
a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, I think I sent you this before on Instagram. It's this guy named Stephen Bartlett. Um, so I follow him on, on Instagram and like, he's just got all this great, um, advice. Like, I'm just trying to think, where's the one that I, there's this one post. He, I don't know. He gave like eight slides of just great, um, of great information. Let me just see if I can pull it up. Bring it up. Here we go. The top five regrets of the dying. Oh, yes. I love this. Go into it. Uh, so basically, um, do you want me to like do the intro to talk about? Yeah, do, do whatever you want. So for, for years, Bronnie Ware was a nurse to terminally ill patients at the end of their lives. Um, let's see. She would always ask these patients, um, what do you regret the most, you know, at their deathbed? And let's see. These are the five things that these people most commonly said. So the first one was, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself not the life others expected of me. Um, I'm, as, as I say these two, if you hear one that you're like, we got to talk about this, then let's just go into that. Um, second, uh, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Um, number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And uh, number five, I wish I had let myself be happier. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, when I had read through these five slides, I was just like, um, I don't know, it really hit me and it just really, uh, it, it had, it made this, created this urge in me to just want to share it to, with my closest friends because I'm just like, damn, these are like, these are five rules to live by. Let's kind of talk about, um, let's talk about number one. I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected. Uh, just a little more detail here. This, so this was the most common regret out of all of them that the people in the nursing terminal people said. Uh, when people realize that their life is almost over and look back clearly on it, it is easy to see how, most, how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people had not honored even half of their dreams and had to die knowing that it was due to choices they had made or not made. It is very important to try and honor at least some of your dreams along the way. From the moment that you lose your health, it's too late. Health brings a freedom very few realize until they no longer have it. Your dreams are now or never. So that's what Damn. that said. And that really hits you. Um, and I think it's so true. I think just it's, it's very obvious that having your health allows you to do so much um and that's something that i know me personally and i know you too uh we value our health a lot and it's not it's not just physical health as as big as that is but it's mental health it's um what your i'll call it your social media health right what you consume how much of it you consume making sure you're consuming the right media if you're on social media um and all these things just play into this bigger thing of just having this overall health, allowing you to do, do stuff. Um, 
because it's like, yeah, um, there's so many people who just don't, you know, um, because they're afraid or, you know, afraid of something or um, I can just give a good example with my life right now. Like um, I just think about the fact that um, I had recently heard this Graham Stephan, Graham Stephan mm-hmm. or Stephan, he's a YouTuber guy, yep. um, real, realtor. I think that's how we really got famous and then started a YouTube channel. And he had said something, he had said that nobody cares, like nobody cares what you do. You know, like everyone's just so narcissistic to an extent and just thinking about themselves and only care about themselves, uh, that nobody really cares about what you do. Um, and that I just took that and I'm like, damn, like, you're right. Like no one cares. So I should just go out and do it because it's like, I don't have that back in high school. I think it was definitely real for a lot of people to not want to do what they wanted to do because of judgment. But I think now being in college and, and having grown and even from be a senior in high school in 2018 to right now in 2020, I feel I've, I've grown so much in these two years and I don't necessarily have that fear of uh rejection or of uh, judgment from people anymore and i'm just like nobody cares so i'm just gonna go out and excuse my language but i'm just gonna fucking do it you know i love <laughs> it um you, were you were you done no I no, no, no. i'd love for you to um to yeah dude like think about how busy and how many things are going on with your life and that's that question is for everyone like think about your life you have so much shit on your plate. How much time do you actually consume? How much time do you actually spend worrying about other people's decisions? Hopefully, hopefully that, that number is not a lot because those people that you, you think about you, you hit it on the head. Like when, when we're in such impressionable ages, um, let's say like 10, even like 10 to 18, like in that range, um, like end of like, elementary school, middle school, high school age, even college age. Um, like it's the most impressionable years of your life and you are so wrapped up in what other people think, but yeah. some people carry that mindset throughout their whole entire life and just yeah. worry about that. I know Gary V talks about it a, a, a ton, um, but it's so true. And like the reality is no one gives a shit about what you're doing. Yeah. No one, like maybe that sounds harsh, but like, that's the reality of it. Like, people are busy with their own lives, they could care less about what you are doing day to day. I'm not saying people don't care about you. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, obviously, like going back to the conversation of like building support systems around you and uh, having good people around you, obviously you want, you want those yeah. people to care about you. I care about you, Vlad, of Vlad, you care about me. I know that that's reciprocated. Um, well, families care about each I'm, other. I'm <laughs> um, but for, for the most part, Vlado, if you, if you go out and let's say ask a girl out and get, get rejected, I'm not losing sleep over that. Sorry to, sorry to break the news to you, but I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I, I, I'm there with you the, the whole journey. I, I'll support you, but those, <laughs> those decisions and, and the, the feeling is probably mutual. It's like, if I make a yeah. decision, you're not going to lose sleep over it. Cause it's like, yeah. even though we're good friends, we, we got our own lives to think about and, and live and do and, and make decisions. So I think that's a big takeaway that, um, again, just relating that back to post, like you you only have one single life so it's like it's too damn short to live it for for other people 
Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs has a good quote somewhere that I won't try to even butcher, but um, okay, yeah. when when he was on his on his deathbed, he was saying how um, like look in the mirror and ask yourself like if this is the last day on Earth, would you do what you're about to do? If that thing is worry about what other people say, you're probably full of shit because that's probably not what you want to be doing on the last day. It's, it's like truly living your life, truly living your going back to your authentic self and like finding that authentic self and like surrounding yourself with those people. That's what you probably will choose on the last day of earth. Definitely. So think about Uh, that. It's it's all about perspective. Go ahead. Yeah. Love, love me some good perspective. Um, (laughs) But yeah, man, it's just like, and I'm just kind of going through this right now. Um, and I, if for, for my situation, it's um, a little different just because I'm currently, I'm, I play Division II college basketball um, and I'm a student right now. So for me, it's hard to really like go off, you know, and do any sort of like entrepreneurial uh, venture just because time, cause I, I put so much time into basketball and then uh, school as well. But it, I know for me specifically, there's a lot of times where I always question, like, am I doing what I love? Am I doing what I want to be doing right now? You know, like, I just think about, oh, man, I would love to like right now, um, whatever, let's just say I would love to start my own um, bagel shop, or I'd love to start a um, a really in-depth um, fashion blog or something like that. And uh, I can't, I don't want to say, I don't want to put limits on myself and say that I can't do it. Like I know I can do it, but you know, just in the situation I'm in right now, I can't really do it. I've got higher priorities and focuses uh, in school and in basketball, but I just tell myself, and I know like when, when these other high priorities of mine finish, um, hopefully they don't finish for a while, at least basketball, hopefully I can continue that um, for who knows um, past college, hopefully. But uh, once I once those high priorities of mine don't become as high anymore, I want to do something else, you know, that is on my goal list of, oh, yeah, I want to go start this business or I want to go um, climb this mountain, whatever it is, you know. Um, yeah, it's 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 um, I don't know. So I, I hope that other people uh, listening to this understand that, like, if you're not in the position where I am, or you're not already in a position where you're, uh, uh, I don't want to say stuck, but if you're not in a position where you already have things that you're doing and those take up a lot of your time, figure something out. Uh, and obviously it doesn't happen overnight. You, like you've said before so many times, test and test and try. But once you then figure out what that is that you want to do, go into it, do it. Because it's, you got this one life to do it, you're, you're blessed enough to have your health to be able to do it, go and do it. Um, let me just, sorry, I want to bring up a quote back on fear, like why we don't do things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So this is that book, it's called The Laws of Human, Human Nature. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling you about it before. Basically, like, it's like a cheat code to like human behavior. And let me see. The first chapter was basically talking about mastering your emotional self. And let's see. Ah, here we go. And it basically 
for a portion in this first chapter, I talked about fear and the difference in fear between humans and animals. So basically you want to think about the brain, right? You've got the, uh, okay. There's three parts of the brain, right? So let's say, so the first part of the brain is just the basic um, things that you don't think about your breathing, your, your heart beating and stuff. So that's in basic normal animals such as One sec, you froze for a little bit. Testing again. Hello, hello. I can't hear you. Oh, my Samuel. connection is. Hello, can you hear me? I hear you, Sam. All right. Uh, continue. My internet froze. And That's okay. So there's, there's three parts of the brain. Um, one is the basic functions, the stuff that's, I don't know about in our subconscious, but in our just every, everyday uh, heartbeat, breathing, stuff that we don't consciously think about. Animals have the same thing. Yes. Okay, yeah, here's, can I, do you want to, okay, I actually found like a, a better, like the actual, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so in the book here, it says, so it talks about we have three parts um, to the brain. The oldest part is the reptilian part of the brain, which controls all automatic responses that regulate the body. Um, it's the instinctive part. Um, so that's the oldest part of the brain. Like I said, lizards, uh, snakes, you know, they have only this part of the brain. Uh, after that are social animals such as chimpanzees. So they have, um, they have that part of the brain. And then on top of that, they also have the emotional part of the brain, right? Um, so this is what allows these animals to communicate with one another because they can feel emotion and then they can um, mirror that emotion or uh, communicate that emotion through facial expressions, whatever, whatever it is. Um, and then humans are interesting because they have this third part of the brain that allows for thinking and language. So the takeaway from that is that your emotions and your thinking are in two separate parts of your brain. So when those two try to come together, combine and stuff, there's sometimes like this tension, this friction. So that's why what's really interesting is about with social animal, for example, with social animals, when they feel threatened, if they're prey and they're getting hunted right now by like a lion, let's say, they feel fear for like, let's say three or four seconds, and then they got to go, they got to react because otherwise they're going to get eaten. With humans though, because um, they feel fear, they also, humans feel fear, <laughs> surprise, mm -hmm. surprise. But when they feel fear, obviously it's in the second part of the brain. It then goes to the third part of the brain where humans think about it. And that's the thing. When we feel fear, we don't just let go of it after three or four seconds. We think about it and we dwell upon it and it causes anxiety. And this little fear or whatever fear that we have can now last and kind of um, keep us in our, what is it? own emotional jail for for days because we're just thinking about this fear and it's causing anxiety in us so that's what really um impacted me and that's probably my favorite quote of the book so far or idea from the book is the fact that a lot of animals feel fear but then they drop it because they got to go they got to react 
humans, when they feel fear, they feel it and then they, uh, they dwell on it and uh, they can't really, they don't handle it well. Um, so I'm trying to tie this now back to what we were talking about before, just the fact that um, you're healthy enough to, to do what you want to do, just go and do it, right? Don't, don't fear, um, it's easier said than done, don't fear like other people. Oh, I'm just trying to think. Yeah. I'm trying, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm going, just don't, how do I better phrase this? How do I, how would I better phrase this? Like, just don't, I don't want to say, saying Fuck, don't, don't worry about what other people think. Like fe- fear, yeah. fear in general, you thank thank you for, for bringing up that, um, a little, a little factual statements, uh, mm-hmm. from what you, what you've just learned, but it's, it's so true. Animals aren't worried about what other animals think of themselves and think what, like they, they don't have those social, even, even social animals like, like chimpanzees, monkeys um, of, of that nature. They're not worried about what other people are doing, what other monkeys are doing. If, if that monkey is hanging out with other monkeys, like that's, that's just not a thing. But for humans, we worry about that all of the time. And that's what makes society go around. Like that's what, that's what we're just fed every single day, day in and day out, especially on, on social media. It's not social media's fault. It's how our brains are wired and it's not, it's us not tapping into deeper connections with ourselves and letting those, uh, that fear-based um, thinking and judgment um, yeah. override our our thinking, our thinking, our systems and stuff. Yeah. So that's why it's important to just like, again, the I think Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk, and yours, the human 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 laws, human laws, <laughs> the laws, nature. the laws of human nature, <laughs> the laws of human nature by Robert Green. Who's Robert that guy? Green. Yeah, Robert Green. Look at that. Um, also also wrote 48 laws um 48 laws of power 48 laws of something uh i've read parts of it i i have yet to finish it um but those are two on my list yeah because no on the back of it it talks about so 48 laws of power he's got another book on mastery he's got a book on the 33 strategies of war and then he's got a book on the art of seduction uh, could you send me a screenshot of that or a, a picture of that? I would love to check out all of all four of those. Um, but yeah, it's it's so true. I don't know. Fear is fear is a bitch. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> it can necessary. save you, but it's it's absolutely yeah. necessary. Um, but again, there's you uh, again. Everything comes down to the relationship you have with it. So it yeah. comes down to the relationship you have with fear. Do you have a positive relationship with fear? Awesome. If you have a negative relationship with fear, it's going to ruin your life. Oh yeah, and Will that's Smith, what it really comes down to. I know. I know specifically. Will Smith said it. I'm sure probably other people have said it. But you know, they 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 say like usually what you want is on the other side of fear, um, and I, I think that's just so true. Um, because usually whatever we think of as a fear is really not that bad after we go through it, after we experience it. And that's it. it, And it makes it, it gets us closer to, or it gets us to where we want to be. Yeah, that's, that's so true. So true. Um, I love, I loved your point, the post number two, um, of like not working so hard, um, in the, in the original Instagram post, um, that you mentioned and who, who is that by again, if anyone wants to go 
check out that profile. Yeah, sec. So, people listening, we are searching the Instagram profile for you. Stephen Bartlett. So Stephen, and then his last name is B, as in boy, A R T, L E T T. Awesome. Um, yeah, the the second point of um, I wish I didn't work so hard or work so much. Um, that's something I'm. I think that was the second point. Correct. Yeah. Do you want me to go kind of read about what the little explanation is? Yeah, why not? Uh, so, okay. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. This came from every male patient that, um, what's her name? Bronnie, that Bronnie Ware had nursed in the nursing home. They missed their children's youth and their partner's companionship. They deeply regretted spending so much of their lives on the treadmill of a work existence and not enough time on the things that brought them real joy. Work should be the thing that enables you to do more of what you love, not less. By simplifying your lifestyle and making conscious choices to spend more time doing things that bring you joy, it's possible to not need the income that you think you do or that society tells us we do. Life is limited and your time is ticking. Less work, more living. I love that so much. Work work should enable you to do more things that you love, not less. Yeah. Um, something like that quote. Um, it's it's powerful and it's what I preach all the time. And that's okay, that's the one thing I hate. What you love. Yeah, yeah. They, where is that? I have, a, I have a poster behind my head that says do shit you love. Um, yeah. And that's that's something that I resonate with so heavily because like, entrepreneurship is glorified entrepreneurship is on a, at a pedestal right now and it, entrepreneurship is hard like it takes so much energy and work oh, yeah. and time and money and investment oh, yeah. to to create a sustainable business um that that you can live off of and it can yeah. it can feed you it can feed your family and everything so when i first got into entrepreneurship and starting my business i was working just ridiculous hours and um not doing really anything else mm. besides working 13, 14, 17, 18 hour, hour days, day in and day out every, every fucking day. And, um, I loved what I was doing, but I got to a point where it's like, okay, I, I learned pretty quick. That's not sustainable. Like I was just getting burnt out so fast. And I was, I was only 18. I was only 19 years old. So it's like, that's my prime of my energy levels. Like, um, uh, not my prime, but it's good. Real quick. Just the, 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 the fact you mentioned you're only 18 and you're burning out. Uh, I feel like that's how a lot of people don't or stop pursuing entrepreneurship. You know, there's a lot of people Mm. who say, all right, I want to become an entrepreneur. I want to start whatever, pursuing whatever I want to pursue. And right. I think they just work themselves so hard in the beginning. And then they're like, damn, if this is all it is like F this, I'm just going to go do something else now. Right. Um, Mm. And I think with you, that was great that you at one point, you're probably okay. You're probably going to go into this now, but you realized you can't just overwork yourself. Yeah, that's that's what it's what that's what it's about, and it's like um, putting in ridiculous hours. There's a time and place for it. If you love what you do and you find deep fulfillment doing that, then absolutely go for it. But again, going back to the original quote of like work should enable you to do more things you love in life. 
if those things you love in life is work and you find deep fulfillment with that, then awesome work as much as you want. But if you have other values, um, for me, it was snowboarding. It was hanging out with my girlfriend and seeing family and doing, doing other things in life. Um, I wanted a successful business. I wanted to build that. I loved the thought of entrepreneurship and I, I loved work for myself and I still do. Um, but now I'm just so much more in check and in tune with myself of what I want and what I value. Going back to your point, I absolutely loved how you brought up you wanting to get into entrepreneurship, but you're a student right now and you're a you're a basketball player. So between those two, that's your main priorities. You didn't say you didn't have enough time to do it. You said your priorities just don't align with starting a business right now. And that is so important. And I, I commend you for that, Vlad, um, that, hey, you, you, had, you have enough awareness to say, hey, basketball and school are my top priorities right now. Later on in life, once my priorities shift, that allows me to open up more time to pursue Vlado's bagel company, whatever, whatever oh, else you, these bagels, <laughs> VZ's bagels and, and sneakers, um, a, a bagel, a bagel sneaker shop in Soho, um, that you, that you will launch in, uh, wow. in the next decade here. So Damn, you, I just had so many ideas when you said that to me in my if head, you're, if you're oh. listening to this, uh, oh, 10 years in the future and the, and the, uh, the year is 2030. Uh, welcome, welcome back to oh time. Oh this is this is completely documented. And once VZ launches VZ's bagel and streetwear um, or shoes in in Soho in in New York, um, here here is documented proof of this is the conversation. Go ahead with your crazy ideas. Oh, you want me to actually say them? Go ahead. We're we're uh, on record. No, but you just said that you're just like sneakers and bagels and i was just like ooh, like how can that even like right so like i'm thinking i i, I wasn't even thinking like talk to i wasn't even thinking collaborate with um shoe companies to make bagel inspired shoes i was just thinking when i think of bagels you know i think of very basic right like bagels can be kind of extravagant but usually they're they're basic and like i think that's they're basic, but they're a necessity. And I, I know in New York, for example, they're they're a staple. And I think in streetwear and sneakers, you've got those same things. You've got those basics. You've got those staples that never grow old. So I'm thinking some definitely would love to have some new balances, some classic 999, 998, some gray new balances. You know, like I, I forgot what model is it that Steve Jobs wore. Um, side note right now, I'm wearing a black turtleneck and I've got, I saw that. I'm I'm straight up interviewing Steve jobs and I've got like blue jeans on. All I need are just some gray new balances and I'm, (laughs) I'm jobs. Look, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So like some new balances, um, what I'm just trying to think about now I'm spacing in my mind. Um, the one shoe, uh, with, it's got a crepe sole. And it's like a suede, tan, um, Wallabies, Wallabies, okay. Clark Wallabies. And then what are those like Air Force Ones, 100% would have mm-hmm. those in store. And then I don't know, some like uh, jean jackets. Uh, this is all at the top of my head right now. Jean jackets, like over camel hair, overcoats. Uh, what else? Excuse me, like basic hoodies. 
so that's just what I was thinking about. But I'm like, you know, bagels are very basic, but they're good and they're a staple. And I'm sh- and there's the same thing in streetwear and sneakers. And it'd be super cool to have a shop like a a shop like that. And you can both you'd have okay. And in the store too, right? It's a brick and mortar store. You've got your wherever like your clothes, you're shopping there. But then you've also got like a diner type sort of where they're serving bagels, and like you can sit and get a bagel and shop. And get some Bro, I'm, I'm literally Googling uh, bagels and sneakers shops right now. Because if you, that it's, bro, we, we need to launch it. Sneakers Cafe, what is it? Site can't be reached. It's not even a thing. There is, um, I, if you, if, I'm not sure if you've heard of the brand called, I hope I don't pronounce it wrong. I, I, this is how I say it. I say Aim Leon Dore, A-L-D. Wow. Um, wow. We'll say A-L-D. Huh? A-L-D? A-L-D, yeah. Anyway, okay. they're, they're based in, um, well, they say they're based in Queens, but they have a brick and mortar in Soho in New York. Um, they're a New York streetwear brand, and they have a cafe in their store. Um, so I think that's the closest thing to our competition. Well, that's pretty sweet. Um, I think we need to launch it, Vlad. Let's do it. Sneakers, bagels. I could, I could totally see it. Half, half. Or, mm, all right, we'll launch that. And what we'll do uh, for, the, for the marketing plan is to launch our own first, first but feast. First, what, what's the hot wings show? First we feast. Oh, okay. First, I'm, I'm butchering I, I the name. Hot ones. Okay, it's, it's hot ones presented by someone. Oh, okay. Hot ones. Um, first we feast. It's hot ones presented by first we feast. Yeah. Um, so we're going to launch hot ones, but instead of a bunch of different interviewers, interviewees and hot sauce, we're going to do different bagels and from, from our cafe, different bagels from our cafe and streetwear icons. What do you think? I love it. I love it. I love it. That's, and like, Oh God, that'd be great. That'd be great. And I just think about, um, there's this one bagel place in New York that um, my family will stop by every like every time we're there because it's just so good. It's called Pick a Bagel, and like literally, bro, it's like they've got ten to twenty different varieties of bagels. They've got like ten or fifteen different type of cream cheese spreads. They make all these sorts of bagel sandwiches, right? And um, oh man, I just think about if we could, like I said, combine that with some sneakers and streetwear. And then we got this little podcast going on and stuff. Ooh, God, let's that. do it. Let's do it. I'm pumped. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, what else do you want to talk about? We're, we're already like an hour deep, which is crazy. Okay. L- little less, little less than an hour. I don't, okay. I'm going to present you this idea. I don't know if you, because I feel like just us two talking about it is not enough because okay. I, th- I think about this, like, you know, in 2016, how sneaker, at least sneakers-wise, that was a pretty crazy time. 2016 and yep. 17, as far as for 2016 Adidas. was the GOAT. Yeah. And it's just crazy to see how it's changed so much to, you know, back in the, it was Yeezys, NMDs, Ultra Boost, to now 2020, fast forward, and it's Jordan 1s are huge, Air Force 1s are huge. Um, Adidas is still, I'm just, it's, not, it's not how it used to be. Like, I'm just trying yeah. to think, like, what is, what is the Adidas model that people are wearing right now, like, off the top of my head? 
but I can't really think of it, you know? Like, okay, I know mm-hmm. people are wearing Stan Smiths and superstars, um, but, like, right now I think about, okay, would would a typical teenager wear a Stan Smith or would they wear a beat-up Air Force One, you know? Yeah. They'd probably wear the Air Force One. New mm-hmm. balances are really big right now, I know. Yeah. Um, they're doing a lot of different collaborations with um, companies. Let's see. I'm trying to think what else is there that's big. Um, I know also like a lot of like companies like ASICs have been doing pretty well. I feel like in the sneaker market right now. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyways, it's, it's changed so much, but I want to, I want to talk about 2016 and how that was, but then at the same time, I don't want to talk about it just us two, because I know, for example, like I know, Tyler Reitzman could add a lot to the conversation. Majid could add a lot to the conversation. Cole Weber could add a lot to the conversation. So I almost feel like this is a topic for another day. What are you saying? What are you saying? Are you saying we, we need to, to launch a squad Zoom culture dope. podcast love episode? <laughs> no, dude, that would right. be great. Like, I'd love to talk about it now, but I'm just like, you know what? It'd be better if we, if I, if we had perspectives from all those people and i don't know if i if i am i missing anybody out too that who else i don't think so i think that's the that's the main if we if we get uh, again for anyone listening these are all of our like high school friends and like they they all went to greendale we all went to high school together and like 2016 when we were all like 15 to 17 years old flip flipping supreme i i I remember vividly um when supreme when supreme launched the brooklyn what is that? What is Supreme, by the way? Supreme, yeah. Um, when we when Supreme launched Brooklyn box logo T, I think the yellow. Yeah, for their new um, I think that was Brooklyn. Uh, I remember I was like just walking walking into like class or something, and like Cole Weber came like sprint, and I, I had Cole on the podcast a few few episodes back, um, but Cole came like sprinting and like, dude, Supreme just dropped this. They like they didn't announce anything, and like he picked up like two or three of them, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, it, like shit like that. I, there's just so many like memories in high school that it's it's cool, and that was kind of like our first take into like flipping stuff and entrepreneurship and the yeah. the whole the whole culture it was, it was just so much different in 2016 2016 was a good fucking year um I, that's what i always say i'm like that's that's the fucking like golden days not actually but like i love i love 2016 four years ago almost five 2021 almost crazy 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 shit yeah oh man yeah 26 yeah oh god i wish and uh, i'm gonna Say it, Andy, Mer- Andy Bernard quote, I wish you knew you were in the good old days before you left them. <laughs> yeah, those are definitely not the good old days. We have a long life ahead, VZ, but those, those are still very, very good times. Yeah, it's just when you compare that to right now, 2020, everything that's going on, you're like, damn, I wish you could was, go back. It was definitely time. simpler. It was simpler, simpler to say the least, whether that's, uh, it's not just us kind of growing up and getting out of high school era and stuff, because obviously there's less just pressure and everything in high school. High school is easy. Uh, high school is a breeze, but um, At yeah, least it, back on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you again in in hindsight, when you look back, um, yeah, it's definitely it was definitely simpler 
seems like the world is a little more calm. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm I'm still optimistic. There's still a lot of good in the world and a lot of oh, yeah. positivity yeah. out there. It's just uh, again, it comes down to what you focus on. Um, obviously, there is a lot happening in 2020. But with that being said, there's a lot of good people, a lot of good people doing good things. Um, so again, focus on the good. VZ, thanks for coming on. This is awesome. It's it's always fun, fun kicking it with you. Um, we'll, we'll definitely get a, a squad podcast rolling. Again, I'm doing ridiculous 90 podcasts in 90 days, so I need to talk about other things than yeah. what I usually talk about. So yeah. I, I appreciate that uh, that uh that thought that idea and uh let's run with it maybe we yeah. can schedule something this weekend maybe oh that'd be great yeah uh yeah sam thank you so much for having me on i'm hoping that we were able to provide some value today to your to the guy to the people who watch your or i'm sorry not watch but well will they be able to watch they this watch. Yeah. they'll watch it somewhere they'll watch it through their ears well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and then yeah if we could uh do a squad Vlog, I was going to say squad vlog, a squad podcast. That would be insane. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll, we'll get it set up. Stay tuned. Uh, VZ, appreciate you coming on. Definitely.